0: Today's episode of Push It Through is brought to you by DraftKings. It's that time of the year again. Conference tournaments are tipping off. Bubble teams are making their final push for a bid, while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run in the big dance. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $4 on any underdog and win $256 if they win. It's that simple. That's bet $4 on any underdog and select college basketball games. And if they win, you collect $256. The bank is now open. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your own convenience. Download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TATE when you sign up to turn $4 into $256. If the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset, that's code TATE to turn $4 into $256. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers, only restrictions apply. See slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler, or in Indiana, call 1 800 9 with it. Pushing through. I am Tate Frazier and as always, I am joined by the kid BJ Armstrong and BJ All-Star Weekend has washed over us. We've let it marinate. How are you feeling right now? Did we learn anything from NBA All-Star Weekend, BJ?
1: <laughs> learn.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did you really just say learn? I just want to know if you learned anything.
1: I, I, it seems like the rest of the well, country I, learned a lot. I, I did learn this. It's possible now. It's possible to pull up from the backcourt mm. and that is normal now yes yes Damian Lillard shooting up. from half yeah. court now is normal now mm-hmm. and I am petitioning here for a four-point line there it goes I don't, I don't want to watch the game in the, the way the game is played now it's what what fun is it you know guys shoot threes everyone shoots threes I need to watch something new. If Damian Mm. Lillard can shoot beyond half court and make it, it's time to put a four-point line in play.
0: Well, it, it, you don't even have to put a line in play, BJ. That is the line. Half court is the four-point line. If you shoot behind half court and you make it, it's four points. It's as simple as that, right? I mean, you know, there's no need to draw in another arc. There's no need to redesign every court in the country. We all have a half court line. If you shoot behind it, it's four points. If you're down four points in a game and you shoot it like Gordon Hayward did against Duke in the 2010 title game and it happens to go in, guess what? You get four points, you win the game. I think it's as simple as that, and I, and I agree with you. I think it's... a, a, a It it might be a good shot. You know what I mean? That was the Paul Paul George conundrum. Is it a good shot? Is it a bad shot? If you make it and you take it and you practice it,
1: I guess it's a good shot. I guess. You know... I don't know what a good shot is and a bad (laughs) shot is. I really don't know. (laughs) And who am I to say? You know, who am I to
0: say? Well, BJ, you are the guard guru. So I'm going to stop you right there because we have to introduce our new segment, which is basically the guard guru, you know, featuring you, BJ Armstrong, being the guard guru that you are, a man who knows everything about the guard position. And this segment is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. So let's get into it, BJ. The guard guru, what do you see with Curry?
1: Okay. If I'm the guard guru, then a good shot for one person might not be a good shot for another. Yes. But what I do know now is that it is possible to shoot with consistency from the three point line because I saw two guys, Steph Curry and Damian Lillard, shoot beyond the logo now. Yep. So now we just have to have a four point line.
0: It's just mm-hmm. half court the four the, the, point line
1: the, we have to have a four point line there uh, it is it's, it's, that's that's what it is let's let's get that can we get someone we got to get the, the 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 rights for the four point line Here, you heard it here Mm -hmm. on Pushing Mm -hmm. Through the Podcast. We need a four-point line.
0: There you go. Lock it in. Uh, BJ, the only other thing I wanted to point out from All-Star Weekend, because like you said, uh, the fallout is shooting. Everyone's talking about the three-point contest. Steph Curry versus Mike Conley Jr. That was a lot of fun. Steph, you know, was ridiculous in the game, pulling up from 30-plus feet. Same with Dame Lillard. LeBron was apparently responsible for that. I don't know if you saw this, but he was the one that that made them do that. Not not them. Um and
1: uh but Gian- <laughs> You <laughs> but just but yeah- slid that in. You slid that in. <laughs> this is no, this no, is no, like they didn't do it though. You that and was- Oprah are the only people that can just slide things in right now. So you know what? Oprah, <laughs> well, you know, in her interview on Sunday. That was that was a heater. You liked that. Oh uh, it, it, it it was a master's class mm. on how to conduct an interview. And then You just casually threw that in and kept it moving. I mean, hey, hey, that's what it is. That's what it is.
0: Well, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I'll I'll circle back just like Oprah to a conversation we had at the beginning of the season. And you said to me, I said, BJ, who's the best player in the NBA? I gave you some options. I said, is it Anthony Davis? You know, could it still be LeBron James? You know, could it be Kawhi Leonard like we saw at the All-Star game last year? And you said, if you put Giannis Antetokounmpo with any other star in the league, they win the title. You told me that directly. You do not waver. And then in the All-Star game, Giannis Antetokounmpo sends a message, I believe, to the rest of the league, goes sixteen for sixteen, hits three threes in this game, and says, "Hey, in case you forgot, I'm the best player in the NBA
1: right now." You know, Giannis is just intriguing to me. I know he gets a lot of flack because he doesn't, amongst the analytics, you know, he doesn't shoot the three, he doesn't play the way the game is, mm-hmm. quote unquote, supposed to be played now. Yes, played now. I, I don't even know what it is the way, but. <laughs> But if you put Giannis with the top players in the league, and I don't care if you you stack the other teams. If you put Giannis and LeBron, they are the favorite. If you put Giannis and AD, they are the favorite. If you put Giannis and Kawhi, they are the favorite. If you put Giannis and KD, they are favorite. And I don't care what the other combinations are. Mm -hmm. Giannis is the best player on both ends of the floor. And him with... Him and Kawhi, how would you score? Him and AD, how would you score? Him and LeBron James, we're not even talking about the offensive end. Mm -hmm. Just put Giannis and KD at the forwards. Oh, Good luck. Now, Giannis really made a, a nice, bold statement casually that he is the best amongst the best in a game where we value shooting more than anything else
0: Mm
1: -hmm. giannis is just a he's an amazing basketball player and once he kind of figures out how to play on the weak side because that's where the great players live Mm -hmm. you move the ball they figure out how to get into isolation and play behind the defense right now he's playing in front of the defense because That's what he does. That's what you do when you're young in this league. You just, it's me versus you, and I'm going to show you. But then at some point you realize, why do I need to fight five players when I can just play one-on-one on on the weak side? Mm -hmm. And he'll figure that out. And once he figures that out, I mean, as good as he is now, he's going to be about 20 or 30% better once he learns how to be patient. And play on the weak side and begin to implement and understand how to play against the defensive schemes that's being thrown against him. And once he learns that, and it's going to come, takes time. Mm-hmm. I think he will be in that upper echelon of like the greats amongst mm-hmm. of all time. Yes. He'll be because he offers. He displays. He plays the game in a way that we haven't seen often. Mm-hmm. He really is a very unique player. You know, he's Giannis. I don't know what that means, but right now <laughs> he's Giannis. Just like that's MJ, or that's, that's Will, Magic Johnson, or that's Kareem. That's Will. That's Kareem. That's LeBron. This is, yeah, this is Giannis. He's a, he's a very interesting player, and mm-hmm. I'm excited for him. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm really, really excited for him and his future because I think in these next five to seven years, at some point, he will have the patience to learn how to play on the weak side of the floor. And I think that's going to be frightening for the rest of the league.
0: Yeah, I mean, there is uh, there is something to be said about Giannis arriving. He made his arrival known, right? In a very similar I mean, Midas, our producer, sent us this, you know, little meme or whatever it was that said Giannis, if he was six foot six, would be basically Michael Jordan. And uh, I'm not sure if he was six foot six, he would be Michael Jordan, but it is similar where we now have the quote unquote Giannis rules, where we know how to stop him in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Everyone's figured out how how to shut him down, quote unquote. But like you said. He is ahead of the game. He has a lot more time to go, and he has the entire package. So once he figures it out, it's going to be hard to stop. And, I mean, mm. Michael Michael was 27 before he won his first title. He lost a lot. He learned a lot, you know what I mean? But he had these flashes where in 1986 against Bird and the Celtics, you saw it. You said, oh, who's this guy putting up 63 points? He's going to be a problem. We've seen that with Giannis. We've seen these moments where you're like, he's going to be unstoppable as soon as he figures it out. So... I agree with you. I, I I don't know whether it'll be in Milwaukee. I like the fact that he decided to stay in Milwaukee. I like, you know, the throwback fashion of Giannis. He, he has a little bit of Shaq in him. The way that he is able to dominate on the interior, around the basket, he is basically unstoppable. Um, so... I don't know. It's a very interesting conundrum for the NBA to see where he goes. But I I thought it was cool that you told me, BJ, he was the best, and he showed up 16 of 16 and took that three. I like that. He was 15 of 15, had a three-point shot. A lot of guys maybe pass that up, say, I'm good. Giannis took it, and he made it.
1: You know, if you were hanging around Steph Curry,
0: (laughs) (laughs) how could you not shoot a three? I know. (laughs) It's got to rub off on you. I I mean –
1: you know, can we can we get like 30 seconds to Steph Curry? Yeah.
0: Yes, you know, please.
1: You know, I don't like to go down this lane often. Matter of fact, I don't like to go down this lane at all. But, you know, <laughs> I have to say this. As a former player, as a former player, you know, you look at the game and you'll be like, oh, OK, this. You know, you, you respect the game enough to you know how difficult something is. Mm hmm. You know, I could shoot a little bit, right? I've been around some great shooters. You know, Chris Mullen, Reggie Miller. Larry Bird. Larry Bird, Craig Hodges, Trent Tucker. These guys could shoot. Dale Ellis. Guys could great shooters. Mark Price. But this guy here makes it look really easy. I mean, we saw Ray Allen. We saw some guys who could really put that ball in the basket. This guy... Steph Curry, though. The rest of us were shooting. This guy is a shot maker. This guy (laughs) makes shots. That's Mm -hmm. the difference. The rest of us were shooting. His ability to make shots at this distance really is amazing. And I'm like intrigued now. Mm -hmm. Like, like, I don't know if you saw that videotape, I think he shoots like hundred threes. He makes like ninety eight or something. I don't know what it is. it's like. Something crazy. Yeah, like he made hundred
0: and five straight. I think was the was yeah the or number. something yeah. like that.
1: Okay, yeah. this guy's shot making ability and the variety of ways in which he shoots. Right, you know, like Steve Kerr could could really shoot. I played with Steve for a couple of years. Steve could catch and shoot with the best of them. Reggie Miller could catch and shoot with the best of them. But this guy is shooting off off of the him. dribble, off the dribble, fast break. Curls, left, curls, right, left hand, right hand, step back, step forward. He's shooting the ball and making shots in ways, Tate, that I got to say, I don't know who the greatest, because I don't like using the term the greatest, but yeah. he has set the barometer now for the best shot maker in the history of the NBA. If you mm-hmm. want to know how to make a shot, you should watch this guy. hmm
0: there's there's that old video, BJ, of Red Auerbach, and he's like doing a, a training little session or whatever, and it's with Pistol Pete Maravich, and Pistol Pete is dribbling, doing all the different things, and Red at one point just gets almost bewildered, amazed by what he's able to do with the basketball, you know, and I I compare it to watching Steph Curry make shots, because it is like, it, there's an, a bewilderment around it, and it's almost like a playground aspect to it, where, like you said, it's not like he's shooting, and it's like, this is my form every single time. I mean, sometimes he'll just throw it up a little bit and just, you know, <laughs> and it just I mean, like splashes It's yeah, not exactly. like, you
1: know, this is his rhythm. Like you, you saw no, it's, Reggie it's get wild. his rhythm. Yes, you know, like yes. Reggie would get his rhythm. Or Ray, or Allen, Ray Allen shoots with his shoot legs. in his yeah. rhythm. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there's a rhythm to shooting, right? You know, like he's when I was in my rhythm, in. yeah, when I was <laughs> in my rhythm, you know, it's like, okay, I feel good about that. You yep. know, like yep. this guy is shooting every way possible
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's figured out something to where whatever angle he's at and i think i figured out what he what he what what he does What well, as a shooter you have a home base
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i did this it was spotted out to me and when i was in high school or college i learned how to fix the seams every time i would shoot yeah, that's I mean that's the key. Yeah. Okay. He has learned how to get himself squared up to the basket from every angle possible. Mm-hmm. Like if you watch him, like he's running full steam, full, you know, you know he's running as fast as he can to his left. But when you look at his shot, somehow he gets himself squared, mm-hmm. and he does this every single time. I'm really amazed at how clean he makes. Every shot, but yeah, he and he he also has a little bit of this
0: factor where he like can float a little bit, like you said, like it's like he jumps up and he has like this this, this because he has such a quick release, he has like this split second of time to square himself and then it's flick of the wrist. And if he has a clear path to the basket, he also, he dri- used to, when he was younger, especially at Davidson, he used to dribble with his head down a lot. Like when he got pressured, when they would come put pressure on the ball, he dribbled his head down. He does a good job now when he has to go fast, when he's going to put his head down, he gets a peek at the basket, right? He'll take a quick look. He gets his eyes fixated. And then when he goes up to shoot, it's like, he's already there, knows how to square up, knows where he needs to be. Um, He, he is a fascinating experiment yeah, he, he, as far as he, the Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I, you know, and I, I think, There's a couple things that he that he does that really like as a former shooter, right? I know as a former shooter, I I know a little (laughs) something about shooting.
0: What are you, forty five percent career from the three point line? I know a little. little, No, but this guy is something
1: (laughs) different. He's something a little different. Yep. Okay, he has a home base that's different than everyone else. Like everyone else has, like okay, you know, Tim Hardaway's rhythm. And the way he played was different than another player's rhythm. Mm -hmm. And then Ray Allen's rhythm. Ray Allen's rhythm is different than Steve Kerr's rhythm. This guy has a home base with all of the rhythms. Mm -hmm. He has a home. He could shoot. He could, like, like, for me, if I was dribbling with my right hand, I knew that that was my rhythm with my right hand pulling up from three. Yep. I could do it with my left hand, but my right hand, because it it forced me to get square.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Steph Curry somehow has mastered every way possible to get to his home base. Like, there were some point ways I just couldn't get back home. Mm-hmm. He has gotten, he has a home base that's a little different. And, and I think what gives him an incredible advantage as a shooter, he has an incredible imagination.
0: Yeah. Uh, yes, he has create the creativity is, is insane. Yeah. His
1: imagination—it's playground basketball. Well, I don't think it's playground. No, he <laughs> has an, an imagination. On you know, like, like for instance, everyone talks about getting to their spot. Okay, most players when they develop their game, like you have a game. And when, you're not just a player; you actually have a game now, right? So you have. where where, where, where's your spot what's your go-to so if i said michael jordan you know his game Mm -hmm. if i said the late kobe bryant you know his game if i said tim duncan kawhi Leonard, they get to their spot and this is what they do Mm -hmm. steph curry has an imagination not to say that the other players didn't he has a broad imagination to where if you said what's steph curry's favorite spot think about it he's a great player what's his spot What's his spot? How many great players can you say that don't have a spot? You go, that's what they do. If you said Shaq, you'd be like, okay, that's his. Mm -hmm. If you said Larry Bird, okay. If If you just said great players, they get to their spot. They get to their area, their operating area. Steph Curry has figured out it's almost like he has his favorite spot is just in the gym Mm -hmm. and he's figured out how to shoot from all different angles yep and and he shoots the ball at different at different heights yeah the arc it changes yeah now that to me is hands down his greatest gift
0: one of the most beautiful things about that is because I see, I mean, when you play with older kids as a kid, you have to have the imagination of like, I'm going to throw this ball way up, take a moonshot just to get it over the, you know, from someone swatting it. You know what I mean? He looks like that type of kid that like played around with the Vince Carters and the Mugsy Bogues of the world as a little kid and, and, and had to, you know, basically have the imagination to, if I want to get this shot off, I have to dribble all the way in the corner here and then pump fake fade away to and shoot it way up in the air. I mean, he, he's just a lot of fun. I, I, I enjoy watching yeah,
1: him I, I, It's just watching him. I could talk about it, it all day, great. BJ. Yeah, it, it could. <laughs> I know we should go on, but I, I I have to give him his due because. Should have been the MVP of the game. I mean, maybe maybe Giannis,
0: obviously, but like as far as captivating me, BJ, it doesn't matter anyway. Steph I, didn't Curry see I didn't see a
1: game. I just saw a shooting exhibition, but if You're you right. saw a game, right. you saw a game. I didn't see a game. <laughs> what? <laughs> but I don't want to go on there. <laughs> Did I just say that? <laughs> Did I just say that? Oh. Might as delete that. <laughs> delete that. You know, I didn't see a game, but maybe you saw a game. There was well, a shooting exhibition on my television. I, I, I've, I've never played a game where I just come over half court and start launching shots. You know what I mean? Like.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like if, okay. That's
1: how you get thrown out of a YMCA. If you start yeah, throwing- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Midas Get that out of there, please. Would you? Today's Pushing Through is brought to you by Discover. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, with no limit on how much you can earn. How amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing because of all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the US that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2021 Nielsen rating. Limitations apply. And today's Pushing Through is also brought to you by Brain Fuel.
0: Brain Fuel is not an energy drink. It is a cerebral beverage designed to help the brain respond with focus, alertness, and productivity, as well as the physical stamina to make it all happen. It consists of four blends, natural caffeine, fuels, antioxidants, and brain boosters, perfect for any day you... Perfect for any day you really need to grind or be at your best for a long period of time. For me, it's like, you know, doing a podcast. And some of my favorite flavors of Brain Fuel, Thrive Ice is a light citrus flavor, really good. Victory Bliss is one of the other flavors, a peach flavor that I really love. And again, it is Brain Fuel. If you go to brainfuel.com slash discount slash pushing, you can get a 15% discount today. Again, that's brainfuel.com slash discount slash pushing, P-U-S-H-I-N. For a fifteen percent discount today, Brain Fuel. Back to pushing through. That uh, let's talk yeah. about something else. You saw BJ. That's the headlines, uh, and that is surrounding Blake Griffin. We talked about it a little bit at the end of our last episode. Blake Griffin signs with the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, we we have a new monsters in the NBA in the NBA. Uh, You know, fans are excited. Did you see the headlines? And, you know, is is there anything else to take away from Blake signing up in Brooklyn? I know he's doing an ask me anything uh, with Bleacher Report, right? So we're going to get the questions coming in for him soon.
1: You know, Tate, you know, when you make a deal and if I can put my my GM hat on. You know, when you do a deal, you really have there's three dimensions you have to cover when you make a deal, right? Yep. One is you have to be aware of the press clippings. You try to win all three of the deals when you make a when you make a deal. One is the press clippings mm-hmm. Two are you going to win the locker room? What is the locker room presence of this guy that you're bringing into your culture whatever that culture may be? And three are you going to win the game? Once this guy gets on the floor, the bottom line is, is he going to help you win the game? So let's look at the Clipper. Let's look at the Nets trade from the angle of a general manager, how they view this. Did they win the press clippings? The answer is yes. Let's check Mm -hmm. that one. Blake Griffin has, on Monday, we're talking about Blake Griffin. He stole the headlines today. Oh, the Nets are going to win a championship. Okay. Two. What is his presence going to be in the locker room? Mm. I think minimum at best. Why do I say that? Is because that Blake Griffin that we saw jumping over cars, that Blake Griffin we <laughs> saw of the Clippers, that Blake Griffin who had a dominant presence as a veteran as the best player on the team no longer exists. He's basically gone now, and it's official for the second phase of his career. He's gone from being a star player to now he's officially a role player. Mm. And the role players have to fall in line. His voice will not be heard amongst Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. That's a fact. That's a fact. As of today, he no longer will be one of the premier players on his team. Doesn't make it right or wrong. That's just what it is now. And three... Is he going to help you win the game? Now, Blake Griffin is going into a space in his basketball career. Because I'm willing to bet that he's either been the best or at the very least, the second best player on every team he's ever played on.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Blake Griffin has always been the star player, the featured player. Blake Griffin has never had to worry about getting shots or touches. He's basically been asked to be a great player his entire career. To be the guy. Yeah. To be the guy. Now, Blake Griffin now is a role player. And role players don't get to the stats. You know, no one came to see B.J. Armstrong get a loose ball. No one came to see B.J. Armstrong pass the ball ahead because Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan need to get touches. Mm -hmm. no one came to see me box out (laughs) somebody at the game. Now, Blake Griffin's game has not been geared to be a a superior role player, a la Dennis Rodman, Mm -hmm. a la, you know, players of that caliber who support the star players.
0: I mean, even like in Sean Livingston, Andre Iguadala, for example. The, the, with the Andre Iguadala
1: yeah. is a great players must be great and role players have to play their role great. Mm-hmm. Now Blake Griffin is a role player. And is Blake Griffin comfortable having two points, seven rebounds in 16 minutes? Is Blake Griffin comfortable not scoring in eight minutes of action? Is Blake comfortable being inactive in a playoff game? It's, these are the questions. Yeah, I mean, okay, Th- these are the questions now. If because
0: Kevin, if K if KD's playing the five in a series, for example, and you're going small, I mean, you might not need Blake. You know,
1: when you find players that can do the following, how can they contribute to the game without scoring? That's the key to excellence when you start winning a championship? Draymond Green. That's the key. That's the key to excellence. How can you contribute to the game without scoring? Now, I'm not sure. We see it with Chris Paul this year. Chris Paul's Uh, had plenty of games where he has two points. I'm not sure how comfortable he is with that. Not because he can't do it. We just haven't seen him do it.
0: And it's a it's a high pressure environment yeah. to try it for the first time.
1: Okay. Now, everyone is like excited. Blake. The Blake, and then they show they keep showing the highlights. It's funny, every time I watch the television or I'm watching online, all the highlights are, are him in the Clippers uniform. hmm That's not the Blake that, that the Brooklyn Nets are getting. The Brooklyn Nets are favored to win the championship before Blake got there. They're just looking now. To get big bodies, and the why do they need big bodies? Because they need more than six files to play against Joel Embiid in the series. Mm-hmm. Trust me on that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Dwight Howard. Yep. And, and, and they need more than six files. And Ben Simmons, DeAndre, and Tobias Harris. Yep. Because if you are making a championship run, you better be at least too deep at every position. Why? Because you Injuries. better be prepared if something goes wrong. Yeah. And if DeAndre Jordan is the only big on that roster, that is not going to work against Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. I don't care how many threes they shoot. That's not going to work against Joel Embiid. So do I like the move that he's big can, can, can bring a level of physicality? Sure, if he understands that. But if y'all think that he going to get touches <laughs> and wait for a double team on the block, that's not happening. And I'm going to tell you this and then I'm we can move on. Small ball is not going to work against Joel Embiid. Small ball is not going to work against Joel Embiid. Small ball will not work against Jokic. One or possibly both of those guys might be in the finals. And you better you better have some big guys who can play against those big bodies because those aren't tall guys. Tall guys are like Porzingis. These are big bodies.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, even the Jazz would go bare. I mean, you got to deal with Gobert.
1: You, you better have someone who's big if you're going to mm-hmm. deal with this guy, Joel Embiid. So I anticipate that this is one of possibly one or two more moves left for the Brooklyn Nets because they need big bodies. In particular, they need rim protection.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you need rim protection if you're going to make a deep playoff run
0: and at the end of the you know and that's why a lot of the conversation the rumors whatever you want to call them are around Andre Drummond potentially going to Brooklyn that's another name that we're hearing and that is that fits exactly what we're talking about a big that can offer some rim protection and also another body to throw at you know the MVP right now who is Joel Embiid Today's episode of Push It Through is brought to you by DraftKings. It's that time of the year again. Conference tournaments are tipping off. Bubble teams are making their final push for a bid, while the top seeds are preparing for what they hope is a long run in the big dance. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is putting new customers in the center of the action. Bet $4 on any underdog and win $256 if they win. It's that simple. That's bet $4 on any underdog and select college basketball games. And if they win, you collect $256. The bank is now open. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your own convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TATE when you sign up to turn $4 into $256. If the underdog of your choosing pulls off the upset, that's code TATE to turn $4 into $256. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. In Indiana, call one 9 with it. Uh, BJ, one more thing. Yeah, I want, yeah one more thing I want to ask you about today. Uh, we got uh, the another headline. Rockets fire sale is uh, is coming. I don't know if that's like an entendre because they are the Rockets or whatever, but. Um, there's been some rumors, Oladipo and the Warriors, you know, that's been one of the things that's leaked out, but I just wanted to ask you, I mean, when we started the year, you know, coach Silas goes in there, um, into a dysfunctional environment to say the least James Harden gets traded, you know, they make some deals, try to piecemeal together a roster and now they're, they're officially making the pivot or is there, you know, what is the state of the Rockets? And, you know, this is sort of what we expected, um, but unfortunate obviously for coach Silas in his first year.
1: Yeah, it, it really is, and you know, it's. I, I'm really, I'm really happy for Coach Salas. I was happy when he was hired because, you know, here was a young black coach who gets a chance to be a head coach in the NBA for a franchise
0: that's been perennially, you know, one of the top teams in the West for the past decade,
1: and he's getting an opportunity to coach James Harden. John Wall, mm-hmm. Eric Gordon, P.J. Tucker. You know, he's got Christian, a really nice, Wood. Christian He's got a really nice group, nice team. And at least on paper. To see how this has played out, Tate, over the last two or three months now since the season began, it's really been disappointing because he's gone from a team that potentially could get out of the first round, second round, maybe, you know, who Ooh. knows to now they are in full. Now let's rebuild. They're in full rebuild now. And it's disappointing because very rarely do you survive those types of situations, right? You want to be the guy after the rebuild, <laughs> you, <know? laughs> yeah, exactly. you don't want to be the guy <laughs> during the rebuild. You want to be the guy after the rebuild. Mm-hmm. So I, I was really happy for him because I think he's a very capable coach. I think he's a, you know, he has a bright future ahead of him. I mean, they miss and, him in Dallas. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And 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 now to see this and him in the situation, because I know him, you go, wow, that's a, that's a tough one to be in. Yeah. But he's a fighter. He'll figure it out. And uh, as we always say in the NBA, you're just one player away. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, however you get that player, you get them. So I, I hopefully that they can figure that out, get the organization back to where you get guys who just want to be in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. you know, currently it seems like they have a revolving door right now and you know, and it's a situation that he ran into. So it's nothing you can do. And, uh, but I, I'm pulling for him and I'm, I, I hopefully they get the thing turned around sooner rather than later.
0: Well, uh, final thing today, BJ, final headline. I think this is, uh, you know, a very Jordan move from uh young Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, this is SB Nation just put this out. Giannis Antetokounmpo says LeBron James is still the best player in the NBA. Um, I love I it. I
1: respect that. I respect that. Yeah. I respect that. I, I respect the fact that you are confident enough to not have to say, say it's you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, Let and somebody Lebr- else said. And LeBron said. Let me just, say it. Let le- BJ say it. Giannis <laughs> is the best player in the NBA. And as y'all say, facts. Big facts. <laughs> okay, that's what y'all, y'all kids say, right? I got you. Y'all, yeah, yeah. So I respect that. That's
0: what Oprah needed in the interview, I felt like. Just someone saying facts. And, and Big and facts. I
1: respect, yeah, I respect the humility. <laughs> that's what he should say.
0: Yes. He should yes. say.
1: But as he's saying that, he goes out and wins the MVP. Yeah. As he's saying that, he's been the MVP of the league the last two years. So yeah. your words, your actions, and your behavior have to all line up. I respect that. So let me say it. Mm. Giannis is the best player in the NBA.
0: There you go. And LeBron said it by picking him picking him number one in the draft. So I mean it is what it is. That's respect both both ways. I'm
1: gonna stop you when you stop telling the truth, Tate. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there you have it folks uh that's been another edition of pushing through bj armstrong myself we will be back on uh the locker room app tomorrow night at 5 30 pacific time it is hoopology we'll be talking about you know everything going around in the nba as always again this has been pushing through we will see you on thursday thanks for listening